all to my very spooktacular episode of the Simmers Digest podcast. I am Technobabble, your terrifying host. I shall be guiding you through the dark and twisted paths of this episode, with all hopes of you making it out alive and intact. This week we have Simulation and Simmer Aaron on the show. Brand new Simmer features, a haunted gallery tour, loads of news from Lama Sims News. We continue our series on developing your YouTube channel with Silk and so much more. Lock the door, turn off all the lights, try not to scream because this episode is creeping up through the floorboards. <laughs> This week, I am excited to introduce you all to the delightful, the wonderful, the talented Ocean Sims. Ocean creates some of the most wonderful Let's Play series. From her Island Living LP to her Freelancer series, Ocean just makes you want to play the game. Her casual LP style is so fun to watch. Each new episode, she'll catch you up with what's been going on with her characters off-camera, and always finds a bit of drama to stir into each episode. Ocean is able to weave complex backstories into each of her LPs, but does it with such finesse that you are immediately pulled into the lives of the Sims she is highlighting. I adore her Island Living LP, following the life of Datu and his nephew and niece that he is taking care of. It is a series that you can easily get lost in, and suddenly you feel like you've become a character within the series. Take a moment today to hand out some sub-love to Ocean Sims on YouTube, spelled O-S-H-I-N-S-I-M-S. the very first guest to our show this week. They are a Simmer, YouTuber, and masterful machinima creator. Please welcome Simulation. Thank you, Simmers Digest, for having me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. So just a quick little, you know, intro about me. I am from Adelaide, South Australia. My name is Jess, and I love anything creative. So whether that be 3D animation, drawing, basically anything that involves using my imagination. Jess, I am so excited that you are here today to answer a few of our questions, and I'll tell you what, I am ready to dive right into getting to know more about you. First of all, your machinima videos are absolutely amazing. How did you get started making them, and what slash who inspired you to create them? So I actually started creating uh, machinimas with The Sims 2. I think I was about 13 when I first started making machinimas. Obviously they were really, really bad because I didn't really have a foundation. I didn't know about custom content and I didn't know about animations or that you could use in the game or anything like that. So it was kind of foreign to me, but I kind of, you know, I learned a lot of things from watching some other Sims 2 machinima makers. There was a few 
few that did inspire me. Obviously, one of them is not making Mishinimas anymore, but one of them was JD227, I think. I can't remember. Uh, but most Sims 2 Mishinima makers would probably remember her. She made the 30 Seconds to Mars um, from yesterday, uh, Sims 2 Mishinima, and she also made uh, Sims Helena, Sims 2 Mishinima. Uh, that inspired me so much. I was like, how on earth can you do this? It's like, what? It's so good. I basically just learned a lot of, you know, other people, different techniques, and I YouTube wasn't a thing back then, so I kind of just put all my Sims 2 Machinimas on DVDs and like drew up all my characters' storylines and biographies, and <laughs> it was it was it was awesome. But I don't I don't really have any of the content anymore. I mean, I can probably try and scrounge up and find old DVDs that I made, but I'm not sure if I still have them around. So. I think we will have to categorize those as the lost videos of simulation. And when you find them and release them on your YouTube channel, people will love them. I am certain of it. People love a good origin story. Now, in regards to your current work, the cinematography in your videos is outstanding. About how long does it take for you to create a video or a series? It depends what scenes I'm working on, but mainly I like to work scene by scene. So usually one scene could take me anywhere from a few days to a week, uh, but you know, it, it varies. It depends on the length of the shot. So if it's only a few seconds, maybe a few days or a day, but it depends how many hours that I work at it. You know, I, I can't always uh, be filming like my machinimas all the time as I also do streaming. So I'm trying to find the balance and, you know, other, other life stuff, but yeah, it usually, you know, it takes a while and it also, you know, depends on if I'm using visual effects or if I have to do camera tracking um, or, you know, rotoscoping to, and, or chroma keying and all that. So that's, that's, that's a rough estimate on how long it, it can take at times. Well, you just mentioned about six to seven different things that I have no idea what you are talking about. So I will stick with my LPs and stay away from the machinima. I will leave the machinima to experts like you. And trust me, she is an expert and I enjoy watching these videos. Next up, Jess, I'm wondering how much time does it take for you to draft and create the story before you begin recording your projects? Walk us through the process a little bit if you don't mind. So when it comes to drafting, there's it, it depends because I go through so many iterations when it comes to, you know, the story. Like I, I basically have pages upon pages of things that I might use, but then I don't end up using, if that makes sense. Um, so basically, you know, well, how, how can I say this? I basically start off with, you know, just writing down dot points on the type of like machinima I want to make or, you know, what series. And then I kind of just narrow them down. So I might write, well, you know, what theme do I want? Uh, who's, you know, going to be the main protagonist or, or antagonist and... I basically just go from there and then you know I might just do a few more dot points and then I might start to you know mash it all together and then I also find music helps sometimes to kind of get me inspired so if I say the current project that you know 
um, I'm working on now, which is my next Halloween project. I've got some, you know, different music for different moods and that kind of just helped me kind of draft up how I want to go about making this. But yeah, that's that's basically how I go about it. It's just uh, a several stage process. So, you know, it just takes takes little bits here and there to kind of conjure up the story that you want to get. That takes a lot of dedication. I am amazed at the amount of work that goes into making these machinima. I mean, watching yours, which I put up there as like top shelf level awesomeness, it's like obvious to the viewer that you must spend a lot of time ahead of time putting together the stories, the backstories, and start thinking through those shots that you're going to create when you make the videos. Now that we know a little bit about how you create your videos, I love asking everyone this question, which has nothing to do with machinima, but what is your favorite in-game object? I'd probably have to say that I like Patchy the Scarecrow. Um, that came with Sims 4 Seasons. I don't know, just find just find him hilarious and just, yeah, that's, that's probably one of my main favorite uh, features in the game or objects. Nope, I never in a million years would have guessed that to be your favorite object. That is literally the first time I've ever heard Patchy. But honestly, I do love Patchy in my current little casual LP series I've got going on right now titled uh, Tuppet Casual LP. I just started to have in relationship slash conversations with Patchy because I'm like, uh, we need to get to know Patchy a little bit better. And one of my absolute favorite streamers, Fire Hero, has a whole series on his YouTube channel all about the legend of Patchy, which is awesome. You absolutely have to check it out. Jess, one of the things I have wondered after watching almost all of your Machinima videos is I noticed some stunning builds in your videos. Do you build all of your builds? I build some of my builds, but most of them I just get off the Sims gallery or I will find some, you know, custom content houses uh, or residential or community lots online. I try and credit as many as I can because some of them I've downloaded from a long time ago. So I'm trying to find uh, the actual files that I've got on my computer and where I got them from. You all heard it here first. If you have an amazing build, be sure to tag and let Sim Alation know on Twitter because she might end up using it in her next Machinima video. Jess, my listeners would love to know, as would I, do you play families off camera? Yes, I do play one family particularly off camera, which is the Burke family. Uh, they are from the disappearance of Emily Burke, which is basically a short little machinima series or parts that I made last year but I'm remaking it for next year because I've got a bigger and better storyline I know a lot more um, you know now and how I want to approach this series visual effects wise and I'm just excited to get started on it but never mind that for this question um, I I enjoy uh, you know playing this family I love I just love the overall you know aura feeling that I get off of them they just make me happy um, I love the relationships that you know I've I've formed with them even if they are simulated yeah, characters but you know it's it's something you know 
I never really thought I would, you know, get attached to, but I have I have got attached to the Burke family and you know, I really, really enjoy. <laughs> Jess, I do not think you have to explain to our listeners anything about connections with their Sims family. I have at least probably a dozen families that I love playing and I miss them when I am not playing them. I will admit though, I am super excited to check out this series. That is one that I have not yet watched. I will admit it, but I am really excited to check it out. I thought I would watch it this weekend or possibly closer to Halloween. Just the last thing I would like to know, as I'm sure my listeners would too, is what is next for you? What projects can you let us know about that you are currently working on for your channel? Yes, actually, I am currently remaking my series from last year, which is The Disappearance of Emily Burke. So that was, I think it was a three-part short little series that I made. Uh, It was around this time last year, or maybe it was around August last year. Um, I just want to remake it because I know a lot more than basically what I knew back then. because that was my first time working with voice acting uh, within a machinima, but I know a lot more now, and I basically am doing like a new characters recasting, which I just did on casting calls, um, and I also, you know, know a lot more about some of the new features that I can add into the game, like reshade, and you know, uh, I've been playing around with the cinematics camera a lot more. And, you know, basically just in terms of, you know, uh, the overall production and just the quality, like it's the quality that I'm wanting to improve on. And I just know so much more now and I'm excited to start this project. It's going to be big. It's coming out in 2020. It's probably going to be about... 10 parts maybe 8 to 10 parts they will be shorter episodes but they will be you know each episode will leave a little bit of a cliffhanger at the end so you guys will just be like oh my god what's next what's next what's coming what's coming oh my god what's gonna happen so that's kind of the emotion and you know the 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 grip that it's gonna have and I'm excited to start it and I hope people are gonna you know really enjoy it that's that's the aim that's the aim is to for people to enjoy it and I just you know want to make people happy with the work I create you have literally just blown my mind and if you are looking for a great voice actor for your next machinima you just let me know how I can help I am getting ready to start my very first ever series with Silken Sims, where I will be playing the voice of one of her characters in her machinima series called Blue Moon. I'm pretty excited about it. And I cannot wait to check out your new series in 2020. Again, thank you so much for being here today. You can check out all of the amazing work from Simulation today over on her YouTube channel, Just search for S-I-M-E-L-A-T-I-O-N on YouTube. Same name on Twitter. Thank you, Simmons Digest, for having me on the podcast today. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. And thank you so much. It has been an absolute delight to both get to know you better and watch all of your awesome creations. I hope you all have enjoyed this Simmers feature interview this week. If you'd like to be featured or want to be on the podcast, just let me know 
by sending me a tweet at Simmers Digest, spelled S-I-M-M-E-R-S-D-I-G-E-S-T. Welcome back to another episode of Simmers Digest. If you want to know how to get started on YouTube, keep listening for more tips from me, Silk. Last time we covered how to get the algorithm to work to your benefit. Today we're going to talk about watch time, the almighty currency of YouTube. So stick around to hear these tips. Let's take a closer look at the seventh chapter in our Let's Watch series. Chapter seven is all about Happy Sim Egg. Happy Sim Egg is a fun and talented simmer. Their YouTube channel is filled with some amazing videos ranging from casts to challenges, tutorials to builds. They are absolutely fantastic. During this chapter, we all watched as Happy Sim Egg renovated every apartment in the entirety of San Maishuno. It was both entertaining and engaging to watch as Happy Sim Egg completely transforms the layouts, the look, and the feel of literally every apartment. I always feel like I learn a new trick or two when watching Happy Sim Egg make such fantastic use of small spaces and the large ones as well. You can connect with Happy Sim Egg on Twitter at Happy Sim Egg and make sure to head on over to YouTube and give them some sub love. Just search for Happy Sim Egg, spelled H-A-P-P-Y-S-I-M-E-G-G. guest of the show, Simmer Aaron, who was the creator we highlighted in the sixth chapter of our Let's Watch series. Aaron, thank you so much for being here today. I am ready to dive headfirst into the question, so I hope you are ready. Your videos are so diverse. Where do you get inspiration for them, and about how long do they take to produce? So I get this asked this question a lot in terms of even my writing. And the thing is, I don't really know where I get my inspiration. It kind of just comes to me. And I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, but honestly, I will be, you know, taking a walk or I'll be cleaning or I'll be working on something else. And all of a sudden I will associate with something else and I'll be like, oh, that would be make a, a great video. So a lot of times I think about things in real life, things that I see in real life. A lot of times I feel like I'm inspired by other people's videos, even if I don't realize it at the time. And honestly, I like to do a lot of things in terms of like news and trends. So obviously, if there's something going on, like recently, there are a lot of university announcements, there's been a lot of paralyzed news. Obviously, I try to stay up to date with that. And in terms of making my videos a little bit more diverse in terms of like my content, this is something I kind of struggle with because I really like doing different types of videos. It keeps me engaged and really energized to do cast videos and some build videos and just like general kind of like wacky goofy videos and LPs. But I also noticed that it kind of does help me to just make sure I don't get burnt out 
I do find that sometimes it makes my channel a little less focused than I'd like, but I do like doing that because if you come to my channel that way, if you don't, you know, like LPs that well, you can see something else. So that's definitely kind of my approach. It's kind of like all over the place, but I really love it. Your passion really comes through on each and every video I watch, so keep up the amazing work. Next up, Erin, I love to ask every one of my guests on the show, what is your absolute favorite object in game? My absolute favorite object in the game? It's like a really hard question because I'm not really a builder and I feel like I'm still, this is kind of a silly thing to say, but I feel like I'm still fairly new to The Sims 4. I only started playing The Sims 4 back at the end of last December and believe it or not, there's so many things I haven't interacted with. But my absolute favorite object in the game has to be those saucer lights. I know that sounds really lame, but the saucer lights are just so useful when I'm going into a build or anything like that. I can just like size them down and it's like, boom, I don't have to worry about lighting. So that'd be my favorite object. But like in terms of like actually liking the object and not just being totally utilitarian, I, I'm not really sure. I mean, I like anything that gives interaction or activity. Like I really, of course, like basic things like the swing set. That's not like anything really exciting. I always just love my Sims to be able to do things. So anything that's like hobby related would be my like favorite activities or objects rather, I guess. I don't know. You know, we all absolutely love those saucer lights. Without them, I think any builder, any creator, whether you're playing or building, etc., needs those lights. Every build I start off with, those lights, exactly as you say, I size them down. Sometimes I leave them big or make them bigger because I don't want to actually leave them in the build when I'm done. I just leave them there so it's a reminder like I need to put a better light a, or a more suiting, suited light there. So I think it is hilarious. Saucer lights right here, folks. You heard it here first. So Aaron, about how long have you been playing The Sims? So I have been playing The Sims since I was about in junior high, which I'm getting old guys. So I've been playing since I guess like 2007 or something or 2005, actually I have no idea. But I do know that I was a year or two late to The Sims 2 and that's when I started playing. And honestly, I played so many hours of Sims 2. I have so many funny stories, but I'm obviously not going to go into that. But yeah, Sims 2, I just spent hours and hours just playing. And I didn't, of course, produce content back then. So I was just like playing different Sims families. I would go back and forth between like the townies and making my own. I also liked making my own neighborhoods. I won't say I built very much. I kind of avoided that. But I could play for hours on that game and I miss that so much. And then I took a long break between Sims 2 and Sims 3. What happened was life happened, I suppose. And then Sims 3 came out and I wasn't exactly sure. Like I was like, oh, it's just so different. I'm not sure. And I think I just kind of waited. And then I got kind of excited. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it. This was like a year into Sims 3. And I installed it on my computer. And I guess I had a low-end computer or something. And it did not work at all or I didn't understand what I was doing. And when I say did not work at all, I mean like it was on the lowest graphics possible. So I was like, oh my gosh, this game looks horrible because I was being goofy about it. And it literally wouldn't run. Like the Sims would just like completely freeze like every two seconds. And I looked at this game. I'm like, oh, this is the worst game ever, which is kind of funny because as you guys may or may not know, Sims 3 is not my favorite Sims game. And what happened is I went back to it many years later 
I was in college and actually towards grad school, I think. So again, this is like way, way many years. I think this was like my second to last year of grad school. Actually, I only did two years of grad school, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, so Sims Free, I was really late to start in. I think I only played Sims Free for about three quarters of a year, if that. I actually had a computer, a PC that ran on it, and I had so much fun. I just played, pretty much, and I did this whole, like, bachelor challenge for myself, and it was so crazy. I would love to tell some stories about it someday. But yeah, so I played for about three quarters of a year, then that PC died. Then I was really blessed to get a gift and I got a MacBook as a graduation present from my grad school. And unfortunately, Mac is not compatible with Sims 3, so that's why I switched to Sims 4. I also switched to Sims 4 because at that point, this is where I was starting to think of making my own channel. And then a month later, I did make my own channel. So here I am with Sims 4. have only been with Sims 4 since last December, is almost January. And honestly, I haven't been playing with Sims 4 that much, but I do obviously use it a lot for content. I hope someday, really hope I can get back to playing the Sims 3 because that's my absolute love. That is quite the impressive journey through The Sims to Sims 3 and making your way finally here to The Sims 4. Aaron, I know I would love to know, do you play families off camera? And if so, what can you tell us about the families you play? Families off camera. So this is a little bit of a sad story. No, I don't really have any families off camera because... I don't actually play The Sims 4 very much. I pretty much am just always producing videos. And honestly, things have been so wacky and busy, I wouldn't have a ton of time anyway. But I did try to play with a family off camera. I may or may not upload a current household, but like I took it out and I just never uploaded it. So basically, I don't want to give anything away in case I upload it, but it's a single mother, but there's some tragic things that happen. That's all I'm going to say. And I've been playing with it. I played with it like two or three days, but that's about it. And while I was having a little bit of fun, I just find that with Sims 4, it's hard for me to get as attached to my Sims. And hey, I know everybody's different. I've actually talked to some people that actually say they're more attached to their Sims than Sims 4. But for me, I just can't get attached to my Sims in Sims 4. So while I really think that Sims 4 is a great game in some ways, and I have so much fun making content, I do not have a lot of families off camera because... I feel like my Sims don't have much personality, and I hate to sound so negative, but that's just the truth of it. To each his own, as I always say, Erin. Whatever brings you joy will bring us joy when you produce content highlighting it. Personally, that's my own belief. Without giving too much away, Erin, do you want to share with us what is your favorite world to build and or play in, and why? Okay, so my favorite world to build in and or play in. Okay, so as I've already established, I don't really play much off camera. So like if I'm just like poking around or making videos, I would say though, of all of the worlds, I still have to go with Brindleton Bay. So Brindleton Bay is like my ideal place to live. It's got that New England vibe. It's just really beautiful. It feels like it's a bit bigger than a lot of the worlds we've got in. I really love the style. I loved all the items that came with the cats and dogs pack as well. And some of the lots just like overlooking like the water and stuff. I really wish we could boat in the water, but that's another thing. Definitely Brindleton Bay. I do appreciate some of the other worlds and I actually find that I actually spend the most time in Samashuno, which I never would have thought that in the past. I actually got that pack as a gift and at the time I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like city living like before. 
But then leading up to it, I realized that city living is really a lot of fun for me because I don't like building houses from the start ground up because it's really hard for me. And honestly, I like furnishing things better. So I really like apartments because it's just like a really fun, like something I normally wouldn't do in terms of like style. And also it's just really fun to not have the burden of trying to make it look decent, you know, and I can just furnish it. So I spend so much time in San Marcino. As far as playing, like I said, I don't play a lot and I feel like for playing, I would like to play some more in Sulani. I got Island Living and I just didn't really have much time to look into it too much. But I did play with it a little bit and I feel like that's a really fun world to play in. Even though it's not like my aesthetic, that would probably be my second favorite world. And so yeah, I would definitely see myself playing with that. And then Del Sol Valley, even though I think it's actually honestly kind of a bad world, I feel like it would be interesting for me to also play with that because again, I've never played with any of these gameplay features and it would be really fun to play with like some celebrities and just kind of mess around with things, maybe mess up a Judith Ward's life. Well, Aaron, I also love Bridgeton Bay, but am surprised by myself at how much time I spend in San Maishino. I mean, I created a whole series playing in the city with a whole cast of characters and I'm getting ready to expand upon it on my channel as well so I totally get it and I was also just gifted the island living pack and I'm getting ready to launch my very first ever rags to riches series which takes place and no other than Sulani so I am also ecstatic to play more in that world because it is absolutely stunning well, I went and accidentally shared all the projects I am working on for my YouTube channel. Aaron, what people really want to know is what's next for you? What projects are you working on that you can share with us today? What's next for me? I don't know. And that's the thing about my channel. I do have some things up my sleeve always. And one of them is something that I actually had promised, but like I'm checking out and I'm also like unsure about. So I've been working on potentially doing an LP. It's an interactive LP in terms of some simmers have submitted their builds and their characters and I'm really interested in potentially doing that. But I'm not gonna lie, I've had some hesitation because I've just been really busy and I'm trying to figure out how to best do that. But definitely be on the lookout for that because if not that LP, there's definitely gonna be some kind of LP. And I was actually talking to Simmerboy and Simmerboy lover. She is a big fan of my crazy cat lady LP. I don't know why, I gotta love her. But I do want to bring back my characters from the crazy crazy cat lady LP. It would be with probably new LP to introduce people to it, but I'm not done with them yet because I definitely did not finish their story. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Also, maybe in the future, there's a rumor, okay? This is not confirmed. There's a rumor potentially that there's going to be an update that would allow Mac players to actually play with Sims Free that can't currently. If that happens, I know it might not be super popular, but just saying, expect some Sims Free gameplay. I would be like ecstatic, but again, that's not confirmed, and that would not be until 2020. Aside from that, other projects, I just want to get the community more involved in my channel. I will continue to do, you know, fiend lookbooks. I've really been focusing a lot on news and commentary because I really love it. And so I'm covering both Sims and Paralyzed right now because I feel like Paralyzed does have some potential. And then just other things. I just want to do some challenges. I recently did a shell challenge that I will be reviewing those builds shortly. I'm just behind on everything. 
So I did my first shell challenges and I also want to do a couple cash challenges. And like I said, I'm planning some things that I don't want to reveal all of it, but I just want to plan some things that I feel like, you know, gets the community more involved in my channel. But anyway, thanks guys so much for listening to me. Erin, I want to thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast. I am looking forward to all of the potential new creations from you. People can check that out on your channel. Guys, just head over to YouTube and search for Simmer Erin. Give her some sub love. You will not be disappointed. Attention all simmers, if you are looking for a hub of sim-related fun filled with a collaborative group of simmers who love to chat, share, support, and help one another as we fill our channels, galleries, streams, and socials with amazing sims content, then look no further than the Simmers Society. This is a fantastic group of simmers from all over the world who explore all variations of the Sims franchises. The group has a vibrant chatting lounge and several areas to discuss and share your amazing content, as well as hosting regular challenges, fun giveaways, tutorials, and so much more. Join today by downloading the Discord app on your phone or checking it out right from your computer. Just search for the Simmers Society or send a tweet to Simmers Digest asking for the invite link and we will send it to you today. Join the almost 200 members and surround yourself with fun, amazing individuals who all enjoy The Sims as much as you do. rotate flooring swatches like the hardwoods or the tiles to face in different directions? Switch up the directions of your flooring or even objects like windows by using the greater than or less than signs on your keyboard. Those are the symbols that look like sideways arrows. For more tips like this, visit my Building 101 series on YouTube by searching for Hip Hip Renee. Haunted gallery tour. Please come a little closer. For your own sanity, turn back now if you don't think you can handle some of the most terrifying cast creations and haunted builds. <laughs> Whether you are ready or not, the hearse is here, so let us set off on our journey. Our first stop on this nightmare of a tour is the Night Drinker Crypt by Spectre Cody. They describe it as a sacred source of plasma fruit for vampire kind. Theories suggest the corpse of a powerful deceased vampire lord gives them life to this giant tree. Your sims can enjoy the spooky lounge below while sipping on plasma juice. If you have a weak constitution, then I encourage you to stay away from this dark spot on the sim world. A massive tree bearing the coveted plasma fruit has grown right on top of a crypt, the source of its power lurking deep within the ground. Vampires from all over the Simverse have traveled here to partake of the powerful fruit. They've even transformed the crypt below, the tangled roots of the tree, into a lounge and bar, a place they can escape to avoid the burning scrutiny of the sun. 
check out this build on the gallery by looking for Spectre Cody, spelled S-P-E-C-T-E-R-C-O-D-Y. As we continue the tour, do tread carefully. I wouldn't want you to take a tumble into our next build. Our dear pal, with love Julian, has created an open grave. Let's take a closer look, shall we? As you peer over the freshly dug grave, you'll notice that there is nothing fresh about it. A skeleton lies in the bottom of the shallow grave, illuminated by a small candelabra that is still lit. As you take a closer look, you notice that some of the teeth and bones have been removed from the corpse for parts to harvest. Horrific scene as the thief may still be near and looking for more parts to harvest. Consider adding this shallow grave to your world by heading over to With Love Julian's gallery page, spelled W-I-T-H-L-O-V-E-J-U-L-I-E-N. As we round the corner of this tour, I see three figures in the distance, shambling towards us. Look out! A haunted tour would not be complete without a few skeletons, and we'll have to thank Sun DQ UJV for this dynamic trio. Sun has animated three different types of skeletons, which you can see in-game, which all came with the Jungle Adventure Pack. With this family, you too can add skeletons to your world. Enjoy an eternity as a fully animated skeleton without any CC. As they inch toward us, you'll notice three different types of skeletons. You have your classic skeleton, a dark and shadowy skeleton, and a lovely bejeweled-looking skeleton. Consider adding them to your world today by connecting with SunDQUJV on the gallery, spelled S-U-N-D-Q-U-J-V. As we turn to move away from the skeletons inching toward us, I notice a deep and sultry laugh. Let us see who's around the next Ben. This creation is from Sims for Sarah. Left speechless by her charms, you poor unfortunate souls. After meeting Ursula, you may be singing a different tune. That's right, we will end our tour in the clutches of one of my most favorite and misunderstood villains of them all, Ursula. When it comes to being cunning, powerful, and deceitful, you'll find no sim more talented than Ursula. This queen of mischief wants nothing more than to transform the world into a twisted and gnarled place. Sims for Sarah has created an almost exact replica of the sea witch herself. Do not make any deals with her. They never work out in your favor. Add Ursula to your world by connecting with Sims for Sarah on the gallery, spelled S-I-M-S, the number four, S-A-R-A-H. For those of you curious about the dark arts, the macabre, the bewitching, please feel free to continue this tour over on my Tumblr post entitled Gallery Walk Haunted Tour 7, where you can visit the horrific places we've already visited and see the unseen places that we dare not visit for fear of losing one's life or even their minds. And if you are a fellow pinner such as myself, you can follow Simmer's Digest on Pinterest and check out my boards that are titled Gallery Walks. Each week I shall share the latest discoveries there as well as on the digital pages of my magazine and on the Tumblr post I previously mentioned. Of course, if you are looking to get your Sim creations highlighted, the best place to start is by joining the Simmer Society on Discord. I start my search in the Show Us Your Sims and Builds category each week. 
then branch out from there. You can also send me a tweet at Simmers Digest or email at contactsimmersdigest at gmail.com with your creations, feedback, and thoughts. this week's new segment for the Simmers Digest. I just want to apologise for not being here a lot lately, but life's been getting very busy and stuff, so I haven't been able to really um, do new segments for the podcast. But this week, we'll be jumping into the latest news, which has been a lot, should I say, for all the games, which is amazing. We'll be jumping straight into The Sims 4 now, and we'll be talking about The Sims 4 Discover University, a Mac update and also EA Australia giving one lucky of one lucky Australian resident fifty thousand dollars to celebrate the announcements of Discover University. So let's jump into the Sins for Discover University. The Sins for Discover University was announced this week on Monday or Tuesday should I say and will be releasing on PC and Mac on November 15, twenty nineteen and December seventeenth. 2019 for console users. You can find out all the latest news on the pack over at llamasimsnews.com or over at our Twitter account, Instagram and Facebook account which is just under llamasimsnews. The Sims 4, like I said, has got a new update to support and help Kathleen Mac users I think it is. This update will only be available for Mac users as I say and Anyone on a Microsoft Windows will not be getting this update, so please don't worry about that. AA Australia is giving one lucky Australian resident $50,000 to celebrate the announcement of the Sins for Discovery University. This is great, as many Simmers wanted the Sins for University, and this is a great way for EA to promote the pack. You can find out all the latest news on these two announcements over at llamasimsnews.com or over at our social media accounts which is llamasimsnews on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Okay, The Sims Mobile has just released four new packs that are all Halloween themed apart from the Bargain Beginners pack which was just released today. We have all the latest news at Llama Sims News and also three of the packs reviews already up so if you go to llamasimsnews.com you can check them out. Not only has The Sims Mobile and The Sims 4 been very busy, but The Sims 3 Play also got a brand new update called Coffee Culture, which will allow you to unlock a brand new cafe um, template for your Sim, Sim Town. You'll also be getting a brand new downtown developer event that will enable you to unlock a new apartment complex. There will also be reruns of past packs or so I say updates, sorry, should I say, that will allow you to unlock body paints and more. You will also find a brand new, or so I say, brand new changes to the Sims male creator sim, which will allow you to enable and use facial structures and facial hair separately so you can choose which one you want to go with, which is awesome because I've wanted this for a long time. You can find out all the latest news at llamasimsnews.com and over at our social media accounts at 
Twitter, which is Lava Sims News, Instagram, which is Lava Sims News, and Facebook. We hope you enjoyed this week's news segment and we can't wait to join join the podcast again next week with all the latest news on The Sims 4, The Sims Mobile and The Sims Replay. Dag Dag Simmers! Hi, I'm Sip. Gamer, geek, mother, crafter and model are just a few hats I wear in my day-to-day life. I'm also a YouTuber, Twitch streamer, and entrepreneur. Sims fans might know me as Silken Sims on most platforms. I'm working with Simmers Digest to do a series on how to successfully get started on YouTube. So if you enjoy this episode, be sure to come back for the rest of the series. I've started several successful YouTube channels, from tabletop gaming, travel vlogs, ASMR, and my most recent project is a channel on my favorite video game, The Sims. Silken Sims became Twitch affiliated in 8 days. It reached its first 100 subscribers in 2 weeks, using the strategies that I'm going to share in this series. So follow along as we go through this series, and let's get you started on YouTube today. Last time we talked about the YouTube algorithm and how to use it to show up in search, but there are other things that make the YouTube gods happy and therefore please the algorithm, and that is watch time. While view counts is what the public sees, YouTube actually doesn't care that much about the number of views a video has. All views count is how many times people have clicked on a video, and that doesn't tell YouTube if that video is actually any good only that the algorithm had been used to your advantage, had a catchy title, or a great thumbnail. All of that is a great place to start, by the way. But what tells YouTube about the quality of the video, or if it's worth backing and promoting, is how long a person stays on that video after it's clicked on. If your view count is high, but watch time is low, this tells YouTube that the content is poor and that people aren't actually enjoying the video, and therefore it will stop recommending that video. If, however, the watch time is high and the engagement is high, your likes, comments, and subscriptions during that video, then the algorithm believes the video is of high quality, of good value, and that people are enjoying and will continue to enjoy this video. As we've already covered this call to action, Today we're going to be more looking at the watch time side of things, how to draw people in, keep them till the end, and have the watch time for your channel increase. The first thing you want to do during the early parts of your video while doing your call to action is to make a promise that you're going to deliver something at the end of the video. The stay to the end to see if this meal was successful. Or in the top five something video, stay till the end to hear what was the top of our list. It will surprise you. Things to keep your audience watching till the end. The key here is to promise something, but then to make sure you deliver on that promise every time. For the next point, we're going to go back to some of the advice I gave you in the early weeks of this series. Plan your content in blocks of four and five videos at a time that relate to each other in some way. Upload these in succession and be sure to refer to past or future ones that you know are coming out. And you can tell people, click the tag at the top of the screen to check out X video or Y video. But then also put these blocks of videos in playlists called a series. What this tells YouTube is that each of these videos belong together, that anyone who has selected to watch one of these really would be interested in the whole package. 
anytime someone clicks on a video that's in a series playlist, the recommended next video will usually be the next one in that playlist. Keeping people on your channel, watching your content, and increasing your channel's overall watch time. Next, whenever you externally link to your channel, make a Facebook post or a tweet promoting a recent video, link to that video from within this playlist. This brings people not just to your video and your channel, but has them land in the beginning, middle, or end of an already established playlist, all of which that has something to do with the content they have already chosen to watch. They've already bought in to this video, and having several that relate to each other increases the chances that they will continue watching all of the playlist, or start it back from the beginning and watch the whole thing through. Be sure to take advantage of every opportunity to send people to your own content. This means in every video, make reference to the tag at the top of the screen. Use a call to action to check something out in your description box. In your description box, be sure to have a quick line promoting one or two of your playlists. For more speed builds like this, click this link. For more gluten-free recipes, click this link. If you enjoyed this craft video, click this link. There are so many different ways that people engage with content. Why not take advantage of all the opportunities YouTube is offering to catch all those different types of people? And also, be sure to take advantage of your end screen. Always link at least one or two videos in that end screen, sending, again, people back to your content. Personally, I like to have one link to my most recent video that is constantly updating, and the second one linked to a playlist that has to do with the video they've just watched. If you don't already know this, make sure to customize your landing page on YouTube, that front page that features all of your content, where you have your banner and your logo. Be sure to fill out every part of this front page. Have your featured channels be people who are also referencing back to you. Always have a featured video. This can be your most recent upload or a channel trailer. Make sure that when people land on your page, that video is set to play. This allows people to meet you as soon as they click on your YouTube page. And take advantage of every row on that main YouTube page. If you're a new channel, that first row should be a playlist of videos you are most proud of that you feel best represent your channel. If you're someone who has a few videos who have reached some impressive numbers, be sure to do your most popular videos. This shows people that your content is valued by viewers. If you're someone who uploads consistently, have that first row be your most recent uploads so they can see that you are uploading consistently. Don't stop there though. The next row is a list of all your playlists, groups of topics you've covered that they know are bingeable content and they can enjoy hours of your videos. There are so many rows. Take advantage of every single one of them. You want to put as many of your videos on display on this main page as possible because every one of those is an opportunity to catch someone's attention and draw them in to more of your content. And we've already mapped out how to prepare bulk episodes so that you have content that relates to each other. Keep doing that where you film and upload in bulk on a particular topic. The last point I want to make is engage with your audience. Respond to every or as many comments as you can. Thank people for stopping by and watching your videos. Respond to whatever comments have been made in a positive and friendly way. 
Try to pose questions to keep conversations going. The people who take the time to leave comments on your videos have already proven they're willing to give you the time to watch their content and take in further effort to engage with you. Reward that loyalty with some attention of your own. Not only will they appreciate you acknowledging them, they will in turn be more likely to 1. Comment again in the future and increase your engagement. 2. Come back and comment on your comment, increasing your watch time on this video. And 3. Help build your community. We talked about this early on in the series, and we will definitely be coming back to it again very soon. Community is vital, both in growth on YouTube, but also for helping you stay motivated in the dark days to come. I hope this has been helpful to you and that you've learned something new. If so, please come join me next week and we're going to talk about building your brand and why it's important to do so. If you have any further questions, want further advice, or just want to chat with me sometime, you can find me on most social media at Silken Sims or join me on the Silken Simmers Discord group. I'm always happy to talk to other creators and help people in the community succeed and meet their goals. I'll see you next time, Simmers. I hope you all enjoyed this All Hallows' Eve-inspired episode. I want to thank my ghoulish guests, Sim Elation and Simmer Aaron, for being part of the show and creating such amazing content and sharing it with the world. I would like to give a special howl to Soleil Sims, who helped me discover many of the builds featured on the Haunted Tour this week. Of course, I could not do this show each week without the amazing and talented other members of the show. Thank you, Silk, Hip Hip Renee, and Llama Sims News for making the show something unique. Be sure to give them some sub love and follows on their YouTube channels as well as Twitter. I also want to thank you for tuning in this week. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you want more Simmer-related content, look no further than the Simmer's Digest magazine from our Flipboard magazine. Just a few flips and you may discover someone new, an imaginative build idea, great YouTube channels, and so much more. Please consider following us on Twitter, checking out our Tumblr, connecting with us on Pinterest, or even favoriting our page on Facebook. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider subscribing inside of your favorite podcasting app, or if you're listening here on Anchor, you can favorite the station. Remember, each week you can contribute to the podcast by just being a positive and active member in the community. Of course, I would love for you to connect with me on a daily basis in the Simmer Society group on Discord, which you can find an invite link to on my Twitter page. Speaking of Twitter, please send me tweets or tag me in your post at Simmer's Digest, spelled S-I-M-M-E-R-S-D-I-G-E-S-T. If you do that, it lets me know that you might want to be featured on the podcast. Perhaps you even have a great gallery pick for me to check out, or just a fun series on your channel for me to see. If you have any feedback for this show, please feel free to send me an email at contactsimmersdigest at gmail.com. I am always looking to improve and add quality to the show and want to highlight as many simmers as I can each and every week. You are all amazingly creative, talented individuals who make being part of this community something special. Until next time, dag dag and keep on simming.
If you are a new or aspiring content creator looking for more resources on how to grow your following, you should check out the Silken Simmers Discord server. This is an active, friendly, and fun community focused on supporting one another. We do weekly lectures on how to grow on different social media platforms, bi-weekly team challenges that are great collab videos, and the playlist of these is promoted by the server on all platforms, giving smaller channels that much-needed boost of exposure. We also do channel reviews where you can get feedback on how to improve your channel only if you wish to participate. It has grown into a full community for highlighting Sims content creators on all platforms. If you are a Sims content creator looking to grow your brand and your following, join the Silken Simmers Discord server and get the support you so richly deserve. If you're thinking about becoming a Sims content creator, also join the server and give yourself the best start possible. Go to Discord and search Silken Simmers. S-I-L-K-E-N S-I-M-M-E-R-S. -M -M -E I hope to see you on the server. Dag dag, Sims friends!